Tom Holmes here from Christ Fellowship, wishing Steve and Jennifer and Church of the King a big congratulations for 20 years of ministry. Hey, Church of the King, Jeff Little, Milestone Church. I want to celebrate with you this big moment, 20 years as a church family. Church of the King, happy 20th anniversary. I've had the privilege of being on this journey with you guys since the beginning. And honestly, it's one of the great blessings of my life. Congratulations, my dear friend, Steve and Jennifer, on 20 unbelievable years of ministry and what years they have been. Pastor Steve has been a pastor, one of my closest friends, and has shaped me in so many ways as a pastor. And we wouldn't be seeing what God's doing here happen if it wasn't for him, for Jennifer, and for all of you. Your impact there in Louisiana is rippling through the entire nation and touching the nations of the world. And may God's favor continue to rest upon you as you move into your future. To watch this church start with just a handful of people there with Steve, Jennifer, um, Dr. Greg, his family and others, and to see what it's doing today. Honestly, one of the great churches in America. I'm just so proud of everything God is doing there. So I celebrate with you. I want to encourage you in this moment. It's such a cool time to look back and see all of God's faithfulness from uh, a little church at Harry Lemons to the skating park to now all of the campuses that you have in the region. And what a time to celebrate, but I want to encourage you to look forward to all the lives you will impact like me and my family in the years to come. Congratulations on 20 years. I'm thankful I've been blessed with good health and long life. And I feel that I've done what the Lord has asked me to do. And I can't help but wonder, has my life made a difference? You know, everything we say, everything we do, matters. The decisions we make today, whether good or bad, affect our tomorrows. Have you ever stopped to wonder, what am I doing today that will leave a lasting impact? The way you live today actually prepares you for tomorrow. What you become, well, is a result of what you do today. It's like this tree I'm planting. I likely won't taste its fruit, but after some time in the future. Others will experience its blessings. Even after I'm long gone.
What a powerful picture of vision. I want to welcome all of you to the third and final message in our 2020 series. We have much to celebrate. It's been 20 amazing years here at Church of the King. You know, these past few weeks, we've celebrated the last 20 years. Today, in this message, we're going to look into the future in a message I've entitled, Seeing the Future. I want to talk to you about the importance of having vision in your life, in your family, in your business, and even in our church. We're also going to be spending some time looking at how we can go about implementing God's vision for Church of the King. It's interesting in our culture these days. Vision has become one of the most overused and least understood words and concepts in the English language. The word vision, it conjures up all kinds of images. We think of outstanding achievement. We also can think of deeply held values that bond people together in a society. Or when we think of vision, we can think of audacious, exhilarating goals that galvanize people or the underlying reason even for an organization's existence, vision and mission. We often think of vision as something that reaches inside us and pulls out our best efforts. We think of the dreams of what we want to be. And therein lies the problem. You see, all of us know a little bit about vision and its importance, but what is it exactly? So I want to begin with that question. What is vision? When you ask that question, the most common response you'll probably get is, is seeing. Vision is seeing. It has to do with sight. However, that's an incomplete answer or definition. You see, vision is more than just seeing, for it moves beyond mere physical sight. The root word for vision can be defined as both to see and to come into being. So vision is the ability to see the end from the beginning. Webster defines vision as the ability to perceive something not actually visible. Let me give you an easy workable definition of vision. Vision is an inner picture of a preferable future. For instance, a person with Healthy vision is someone who has the ability to see a desired picture of the future and, by God's grace, turn it into a reality. See, vision allows you to see what you're supposed to be, do, and build. That's vision, the power of vision. Now, unfortunately, you and I meet many people every day of our lives who have the ability to physically see, but yet they lack vision. I spoke to teenagers for 10 years during the 90s, before we started Church of the King. And, and the number one problem I ran into with teenagers was not drugs or immorality. It's they lack vision. See, when I encountered a student with vision, their life took on a whole new dimension of living. See, vision, listen, vision is so important. Today, anxiety and depression are rampant with young people. And I believe it's partially due to their lack of vision. The innate power of vision is amazing. Research indicates students with future-focused role models and a vision orientation, they perform far better scholastically, and they're more significantly competent in handling the challenges of life. Teams and organizations with a strong sense of vision, they significantly outperform those without the strength of vision. In the scripture, we find multiple stories of God speaking and putting vision 
in people's hearts to encourage them to achieve amazing things. Think about Abraham. How about Esther, Moses, and David? And then in the New Testament, think about Paul and Mary. How about others, listen, that, that, that God spoke to? Peter, God gave him a vision. See, they were compelled to keep moving forward by God's vision and his dream. See, God gives vision, not just to individuals, but also corporately to his body, his church. And God's vision to share the life-changing hope of Jesus Christ and see people transform through trusting in Christ. Listen, that comes through a local church. So in other words, God gives individuals vision, but God gives his church corporate vision. I love what Jesus himself says in Matthew 16 about his church. You see, Jesus was in a conversation with the apostle Peter about his true identity. And Peter replied to him, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus replied and said, bingo. Okay, I added that. Exactly. You get it, Peter. (laughs) Matthew 16, 18 says, and I say to you that you are Peter. And on this rock, what rock? The rock of revelation of who Christ is. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. In other words, Jesus affirms Peter and he says, yes, the truth is I am the Messiah and the only hope for mankind, Peter. And that hope is the foundation and the message of the church. See, I believe the local church is the hope of the world. And at Church of the King, our vision, our heartbeat as a church is reaching people and building lives for Jesus Christ. What that means is we want to see people one to Christ and discipled in Christ. So our vision, our passion is to see many campuses throughout this Gulf Coast region and beyond in the next 20 years. Listen, if God has done this in 20 years, what can he multiply and do over the next 20 years? Let's see the lost found, the shattered made whole, the empty field, the hurting hill by the power of Jesus Christ. Think about the outreaches, the small groups. Think about the freedom retreats in jails, in prisons, in new campuses, in church plants. Imagine the lives changed by Jesus Christ if we have new spiritual hospitals filled with seats all over this region and nation and ultimately the globe. Can you imagine Can you imagine the destinies that will be changed by the power and the grace of Jesus Christ as we fulfill his vision for his church? You know, at this point, I want to take you on a journey, a tour of sorts. Let's head out from this Little Creek campus in Mandeville, and let's take a look at what God is doing at some of our other campuses as we work out the vision of reaching people and building lives. Right now, I'm standing in Kenner, Louisiana, inside a movie theater where I used to watch movies when I was a teenager. A new theater was built next door, and this one sat empty for a number of years. Others had plans for this building, but they never materialized. But God had a plan. He saw this facility becoming Church of the King West Esplanade Campus. Our current rented facility in Metairie is bursting at the seams. It is overflowing, and we're desperately in need of more seats to reach this area. You see, each seat reflects a life, a family, and a destiny. Every time we've added seats over the past 20 years, God has added souls. Now, let's dive deeper into vision, and let me give you three benefits of possessing vision. A, 
vision shows us where we're going. In life, it's so important that we're looking forward to see where we are headed. You know, vision helps us to prepare for the future. Vision keeps us on course during rocky times. You know, one of the most valuable things we can possess if we're going to overcome in life is a vision for the future. Without vision, we have no real reason to live, no reason for even our existence. When you see your future, you have hope and you have purpose. When I think of a vision, I often think of Abraham in the Old Testament, not once, but twice. God gave him a vision of the future. In Genesis chapter 15, verse 5, it says, Then he brought him outside and said, Look now toward the heaven and count the stars if you're able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. You know, even though Abraham and Sarah were barren at this point, God showed him where they were going. He showed them a rich future with a purpose and a great legacy. You see, this vision compelled them through many seasons and even trials. You know, before our church started, Jennifer and I were involved in a youth ministry called Next Generation. We were ministering to kids and preaching to kids, and and God spoke to our hearts, and God gave us a word and a picture of the future. And God said, I'm sending you across the lake to start a church to touch a region. You see, God gave us a picture and showed us where we were going. B, vision provides motivation and inspires us to keep going. You see, our vision needs to be strong enough to carry us through to the end. Otherwise, we'll stop short of our goals. But when we embrace our God-given vision, setbacks and obstacles, listen, they will seem small and insignificant. That motivation helps us to work through challenges and enables us to persevere even to the end. See, vision helps us to stick with it. Vision breeds also excitement and motivation and passion to climb any mountain and to blaze any obstacle. You know, I love in John chapter 2, the scriptures tell us that just after the cleansing of the temple, Jesus shared a clear picture of what his house his house was to be. Not a giant flea market, but a place of prayer. In other words, he had a vision of what his house was to be. Well, his vision produced passion. Vision, listen, produces something in our life. It produces passion. When you have a vision and a purpose, that's what gets you out of bed in the morning. You see athletes working out in the morning. Listen, there's a picture that they have of their future. There's a sense of seeing what is coming ahead. I remember at 19 when I came to Christ. Well, for a few years I was in college, and then when God called me into ministry, when I was a junior at 21, listen, I didn't quit college, I finished college, but I made some different decisions. I lived some different habits. I actually pursued some different interests and educations after college. In other words, I I began to I began to organize my life according to God's vision. C, vision provides focus and meaning. With all of life's distractions and people vying for our attention, look, it sometimes can be hard to feel a sense of significance because you're pulled in so many directions. But acting on your God-given vision 
will provide you with the focus and the needed energy to accomplish your goals. Vision helps you work on what's important to achieve the end result of not getting caught up in the mundane. It helps us to focus on the 20% that's important instead of the remaining 80%, listen, that's not as important. Vision gives us meaning and purpose. It helps you see the end result of your efforts. In other words, vision gives you the why and the reason you are doing what you're doing. So I want to say this. A clear vision has the ability to pull people onto the same page. Whether it's Dr. Martin Luther King and that famous speech, I have a dream. Whether it's a good coach, whether it's a business or a political leader. When they paint a picture, a compelling picture of a preferable future, people come together. What about churches? As a pastor, that's my job. My job is to cast a vision for where we're going as a spiritual family. Man, I am so excited about our vision as a church, reaching people and building lives. And the way that's been fleshed out over a number of years is we've articulated that we want to reach people, listen, with a B2B vision, Baton Rouge to Biloxi. From our Little Creek campus We go one hour to the right and one hour to the left and everything in between throughout the whole greater New Orleans region. In other words, we want to reach thousands and thousands of people with the message of Jesus Christ. And we want to open up as many campuses as possible throughout this Gulf Coast region. Well, God has supernaturally, by his spirit, expanded us into the Mississippi Gulf Coast with our campus in Biloxi. Hey, Can we give a big shout out to all of our folks over the Gulf Coast campus? Come on, let's just give a big shout out. Yes, we love you guys. God has also miraculously, by his spirit, brought us into the Metairie Kenner area in the South Shore campus. Can we give a big shout out to all of our South Shore campus folks right now? Come on, let's just do it. Yeah, we love you guys. God has also brought us supernaturally into the jails. Can we give a big shout out to all of those at the St. Tammany Parish Jail and the Orleans Justice Center? Come on, let's do it. Yeah, we love you guys. So glad to have you a part. And last year, God has also supernaturally brought us into our capital city with our Baton Rouge campus. Come on, let's give a big shout out to all of those of you in Baton Rouge. Come on, our Baton Rouge campus. We love you guys. Yeah, woo. I want to say thank you to all of you that have invested in the West Esplanade campus. You have planted, you have sown your time, you have sown your talents, you have sown your treasure passionately to see this dream get rolling. Listen, thousands of people are waiting for this building to open up, and I can never thank you enough. Right now, we have 260 seats in our Metairie location. Yet, we have well over a 1,000 people attending our five services each weekend. When the doors of this West Esplanade campus open and the word spreads of the hope that only comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ, listen, when the word spreads of what God is doing in this campus, we're going to explode. We have 800 seats to begin with. We're going to have multiple services, an amazing children's area, 
common space, great parking. Can you imagine what God is going to do right here at the West Esplanade campus? Talk about vision. Can you see it? Well, at this point, I want to continue our tour and we're going to go downtown, downtown to the city of New Orleans, to the St. Charles campus and imagine what God can do right there. I'm standing on the stage of the St. Charles campus in the central business district of New Orleans. We're just minutes away from the World War II Museum and Tulane University. You know, this masterpiece was designed by architect Emil Weil, who was also the designer of the Sanger Theater. This 48,000 square foot edifice, it was built originally for the Shriners, and it was completed in 1918. The Shriner Circus took place right on the spot where I'm standing. Now, even though this place housed a famous circus, God saw further. He saw it as a place ultimately to reach people for Christ. Now, let's keep digging deeper in division and answer another question. Number three, how do we know if the vision is from us or from God? Well, first, God's vision is always bigger than us. Ephesians chapter three, verse 20 says, now to him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. In other words, God is so much bigger than us and so is his vision and his plan for us. We have to stay focused on that. Why? Well, because we have been trained by our limited thinking and our human rationale to think and to believe small. And because of that, we can miss out on what God wants to do in our lives. In other words, we can limit what God can do through us because of our small thinking. God is big. He's the creator of the universe. And when we catch his vision for us, our world expands big. So how do we know if a vision is from God? Well, it's big, just like God. And secondly, God's dream and vision is impossible to accomplish without his help. If you and I can easily accomplish what God is calling us to do, it doesn't take faith. It doesn't take God's intervention. Well, if that's the case, it's probably not from him. You see, God's dream is so big, it's so large, that the weight of it actually, it it keeps us on our knees. In other words, it keeps us in a posture of dependency. I'll say it this way, we need God's help to accomplish God's dream for our life. Let me give you another thought. God's vision is compelling. So God's vision and dream, it will never let you go. It it draws you. It captivates you. It pulls you toward his plan for your life. You you know, God repeatedly told the apostle Peter in Acts chapter 10 to go to the Gentile people. It was God's call for Peter. And it came back to him over and over. Matter of fact, three times God spoke to Peter to go to the Gentiles. Well, Maybe God has put something in your heart. Maybe God has put something before you and it's come back over and over again. I remember when I was preaching to teenagers throughout the New Orleans area in the 90s. 
Then in the spring of 1999, I was approached by my pastor, not once, but four times, if, if Jennifer and I would consider going to Mandeville to start a church. It's interesting. Finally, finally, I heard God. Finally, we heard God. It took about four or five months, and, and we heard God clearly that he was sending us across the lake to start a church that would ultimately touch the region and be called Church of the King. Friends, vision impacts every dimension of our lives, and, and, and God will compel us, and God will captivate us, and he won't let us go. You see, God not only has individual vision for people, but he also has family vision, and he has a corporate vision, and he has a vision for us at Church of the King. You know, when we walked into this building not long after Hurricane Katrina ravaged our community, God was changing us from, a, from what I call a come-and-see church to a go-and-do church. And this building, this building was God's intention for launching, to be a launching point for this region. God saw something greater. He saw New Orleans as a city in desperate need of hope. And he shared his vision to impact this city with us. And he shared it, put it in our heart. And he gave us a vehicle, this building. Practically, God spoke to, to us to come to the city of New Orleans with a towel to serve this community. You, you know, Jesus, he, even though he was God in the flesh, he took on the form of a servant and he washed his disciples' feet and he dried them with a towel. For us, at this building, we served people through health reaches, dental reaches, veterinarian reaches. We provided uh, back-to-school giveaways, filled school supplies. We did more outreaches for years, 14 years. Actually, right at 15 years, we've invested millions of dollars, millions of goods and services to the disenfranchised, the under-resourced, the hopeless, the hurting in this city and in this region. God has used this campus. And we've been here with the towel for a long, long time. But, but soon, we're coming with the word of God. We're coming with the preaching of the gospel. We're coming with a worship experience and, and, a, and a church to be able to build every part of somebody's life and every part of their family. See, we see these doors opening in 2020. Church of the King, the St. Charles campus. Why? It's God's vision. And everything starts and stops with vision. True vision is seeing what God sees. God's vision compels us. Look at what God is doing. Can you see it? Can you see this region being reached and built by the love and grace of Jesus Christ? Can you see campuses all over the Gulf Coast and even beyond? The day is coming. Actually, the day is here. Friends, there's no telling what God is going to do these next 20 years. I love being your pastor. It is a joy for Jennifer and me to serve here at Church of the King. This has been an amazing journey the past three weeks. As we've looked back 20 years to where we are today, to where we're headed in the years to come. I'm proud of you guys. Happy 20th anniversary. You know, looking back at all God has done in our church, I want to leave you with a question. What can God do through you personally? What miracles are right on the other side of your obedience? I'm wondering what God can do through you. 
and through all of us. Think of the thousands and thousands of children, students, singles, families that'll be reached for Christ in this region and globally as each one of us obey God and step out and use our gifts, our talents, and our abilities to make an impact for the kingdom of God. Hey, let's do this thing together and watch what God will do through all of us. God bless you guys. Come on, give it up for that. Hey, I'm going to ask you to remain seated. Please, please, just stay with me for just another five minutes. we got about five more minutes, and we'll be getting out of here in just a little bit. Man, I'm sorry. One more time, guys. Wasn't that a great message from Pastor Steve on vision for our lives? 36 years ago. It's a long time. Scary to say that I actually did anything 36 years ago that I remember. It just means I'm a little bit older now. Got the gray hair to prove it. I was a very broken 18-year-old kid that met Jesus, really encountered God. And I can remember the, 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 actually a couple of years and definitely the months leading up to the moment where I surrendered to God, where I really encountered God in a very powerful way, began to understand His love. I can remember even resisting His vision for my life. And that's really a picture for all of us. It could be that that is the, the, where you are today. It could be that you don't even know Christ. And you're like, man, I'm not really sure. If I really surrendered to God, what would it look like? But you know, the same is true for many of us who have come to know God and been walking with Him for some time. We tend to settle into what our life looks like and just kind of accept, well, this is, I guess, what all God has for me. Man, I want to challenge all of us. It is time, no matter where you are in your life, I want to remember what Pastor Steve talked about last week with John Maxwell's dad, who's 98 years old, going, saying he's excited about his future, <laughs> and he's not talking about heaven. I mean, that challenges me. The adventure, by the grace of God, that I've, I've been able to live over these last 36 years has blown my mind. I mean, God has taken me places and allowed me to participate in things that I never would have imagined possible. But there's still more. There's more for all of us. And the key, this is what's so important about our obedience and our willingness to step beyond our comfort zone, to step beyond the barriers that try to hold us back from pursuing God's, God's dream for our life. It's not about us. It's about the lives that are changed. So I want to I challenge all of us as we step into 2020. Man, let's be all in. Let's be all in on what God has for us. Let's be people that the scripture talks about seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness so that everything else will be taken care of. Here's the deal. He cares about our needs more than we care about our needs. He is able to do more than we could dream if we'll simply let go at times and trust him and say, God, I want, I want to do whatever you want me to do. In fact, the answer to any challenge that you and I face in our life right now starts with this one statement. God, I will do whatever you want me to do, no matter what it costs me. I'll do whatever you want me to do. And so I want to encourage all of us. Let's not be 10% in this year. Let's not be 20%. Let's, let's not be 30, 40. Let, let's not have anything held back from him. Let's be fully surrendered, knowing nobody cares for us like he does. He's got our best interests at heart, and he knows what we need better than we do. So are you guys with me? Everybody with me? Y'all want to be all in as we go forward. 
Let me tell you something. One day when you stand in eternity and stand in heaven before God and people come up to you and say, thank you. Thank you for being all in. Let's give everything that we've got. Why don't we go ahead and stand together? I'm going to ask our, our, our team to get in place, our prayer team. Listen, if you do not know Christ and you're in this place, you do not know where you are in your relationship with God, you're not sure about your relationship with Jesus, please do not leave this room without giving us an opportunity to minister to you. Jesus loves you. He died for your sins. You don't have to earn your righteousness before God. Let our team share with you. Please come talk to one of our team members. And if you, have pray, if you need prayer for anything at all, our team is here to minister to you. So let's go ahead and pray together. Father, we are so grateful, Lord, for the vision that you have, have for each one of our lives individually. But Father, we are also, we're grateful for Church of the King, God. Thank you for allowing us to be a part of what you're doing. Lord, thank you for Pastor Steve and Jennifer. Lord, and his willingness, their willingness together, Lord, to, uh, to just respond to your call in a steward what is in your heart for this house and for this region, God. And Lord, for the, for the, the places in the, on the planet that we have yet to reach. God, I thank you that everyone in this room, that their future is bright. I pray that you would give us the courage, God, to trust you. Lord, to step beyond our place of comfort. Lord, to step beyond those barriers, God, of fear or insecurity or inferiority or insufficiency. Recognizing, God, it's not about us. It's about Christ in us and through us to reach the world and to do miracles. So, Father, I pray your blessing on my brothers and sisters today. I pray, God, that they would go out in your power. Lord God, filled with vision. God, peel back the, the, the blindness from our eyes to see the great things that you have for us. But, Lord, the great things that you want to do through us. Lord, I bless my brothers and sisters. I pray that you would bless them abundantly in Jesus' name.